Hey, Chosen Chosen Fam. Fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to Season 8 of the Tell Me About It podcast. In this season, we're bringing you more special guests, new topics, and the first ever Chosen Girl book club, which will take place at the end of each month. We know there's so much value in studying the Word, and we're excited to dive in to learn more about God and His call for our lives in a new way. If you aren't caught up, please feel free to subscribe and binge our first seven seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you would rate us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A sweet tea and nuggets with us, and let's let's get get this party started. Hey, Chosen Girl fam. Hey. We're back for another Tell Me About It Tuesday. Yes. And if you've been following along, then you know that it is our book club episode. Yes. And we're coming with, we're coming today with Jackie Hill Perry's Holier Than Thou. And let me tell y'all, this book has been fantastic. I don't think you're ready for this jealous. <laughs> but so true. So um, I know that, that we. That was so bad. No, no, but it's a truth. They ain't ready. I, I wasn't, wasn't ready. ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally. Did y'all hear that? Would you... <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Hearing her speak and then listening to. So we talked about last week, like the reverence that I feel like I mm-hmm. felt for her. That had, I am so glad I had not finished this book when we saw her speak because yeah. I think I would have, I don't want to use the term starstruck, but I would have just been like, I'm just going to tell you right now, whatever she had to say would have gone over my head because this book, y'all, it is dense. It is. Y'all know that healthy protein bread? This ain't no <laughs> buddy bread. It's that protein bread. Dense. It's dense. It's heavy, but good for you. Like, it's literally so good. Like, I feel so challenged in the best way possible. Yes. And I would say the best audience, I don't want to make an assumption from the author, but in my opinion, the best audience for this book is the person who has accepted Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. as their Lord and Savior and have gotten to the point where they are ready to ask really hard questions. I think that this is, I, I couldn't agree more. And especially because she's not afraid to ask those hard questions mm-hmm. and bring those truths that really challenge, um, in my opinion, the framework that we're so comfortable and familiar with. Yes. And it's like we've tried to put the gospel into an easy to digest curriculum mm-hmm. with, and I guess you could call that religion. And it's just not that simple that it that that could be done. Mm. Yet I find it so amazing that faith is, can be so childlike. Yes. Yet the deity of who God is, what is God? Yeah. And understanding the best of our human knowledge, mm-hmm. the holiness of God, and that not even just the holiness of God, that he is in itself holy. Mm-hmm helps us not only understand how to worship, but also us understand more about who we are Yeah. in the whole grand scheme of his kingdom. I feel like it answers a lot of questions and really requires us to have this posture of humility. Oh, yeah. That almost cannot be 
it, it's almost like humble, like 2.0. Like you can't just be like, oh, little old me. Like no. a little old simple me. Like it's like beyond. Yeah. The, the word beyond is like, is, is the buzzword that comes to my mind with this book. Like. I think it also, you know, another reason why I think we both recommend that someone who's ready to ask those hard questions because it really does take the context. It takes God out of our everyday context. Yes. And elevates him as he should be. Yes. And I almost feel like it's a, it's a, a volley of bringing God to the personal God that we know, to the Holy God that we know and back and forth so many times to help get, open up your broad vision to see God for more than just this is my personal God that that loves me and cares for me to this is the same God that created the universe that governs every being every breath every everything God is everything he is light and he is love he is righteous and holy but also he cares yeah and it's like that constant back and forth that I think is what helps make this book so dense in the best way totally it just provides that depth that I, you have to come ready. Yeah. And, I, you know, I will say, I wish I had taken more time. I wish I'd really taken my time with this book. Um, I I've, need a hard copy like you. It, it helped. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I still went through and I highlighted a bunch. But I, not, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, rush through it. But I would love to go back and just chew on it some more. I I need to read this again. I think that this is definitely definitely a double, if not triple, read. Yeah, because there's going to be something that you miss. She doesn't waste her words. No, not one time. The number of times that I caught myself because I listened to it on audiobook, but I also had a hard copy, and I it, it was so good, y'all, that I had to get the hard copy after I started it on audiobook because I caught myself doing dishes, listen to the book, and I go, mm, mm. Mm, like, man, that is the truth. She really sheds light on a lot of stuff that makes me feel very uncomfortable. Like, she, mm. she's not afraid to ask the hard questions and, and get the hard answers. And also be humble enough to know this is the answer for now. Yeah. Until we get to heaven. and Or this is the answer because we are not God. What is one of the hard questions that you feel like you were kind of faced with while reading the book? We talked about this just a second ago. And really just kind of thinking of the nature of God. Yeah. And I feel like maybe the church feels the need to market God to people when we should just let the word speak about God for itself. And going back to what you said about, like, we're volleying between, like, this personal God and this, like, ginormous deity mm-hmm. that's all-powerful, all-knowing, mm-hmm. omnipresent, omnipotent, like, all of it, all everything everywhere all at once you know um but then we have this jesus Mm -hmm. that comes in and is a advocate for love and justice and um fighting against religion Mm -hmm. and rigidness and judgment and and sometimes we can think those are two different things, but Jesus is God wrapped in flesh. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where do these worlds collide and where can I get to know this God better mm-hmm. by looking at his word and by looking at the life of Jesus. And one of the stories that's always really perplexed me with the nature of God is when that man dropped the Ark of the Covenant yeah. Uzzah, and was killed for it Yeah, by God. Or I don't even know if you want to put it into the words like that, 
because of the power and the the rules that were around the Ark of the Covenant, which held the Holy Spirit of God, when he went, even though his intentions were pure, mm-hmm. going to try to save it, he died for doing that. But what it, what I've never understood is, does God not see the heart? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's a question that I've asked for years without context. Um, because what I didn't read was that they were carrying it not in the way that God had commanded, but in the way that the Philistines had mm-hmm. suggested. Yeah. And it is a hard truth to think about when you deliberately go against the way that God has commanded yeah. things to be done. There are natural consequences mm-hmm. that come with that. Because in that moment, when we have turned away from the way that God has said, hey, this is how I need you to do this, we have then decided we are God. Yeah. Our way is more important mm-hmm. than God. So I lacked that, that really important detail. And if, you, and if y'all are wondering, I mean, this is, she also provides a ton of scripture, which I absolutely love too. All the time. Um, which would, I feel like would also make this a really good book to, for like a, like a study, like a Bible study group or something Absolute, like this to work I would through. love to do this with our friends. Right, same. We totally we'll should. I want to hear Riley Young talk about this. He would love it. Yeah, he would. Um, but one of the, so that's specifically found in Leviticus. Um, and it says, according to the law, the ark was to be carried on the shoulder of the Levites with poles. Giving you a little bit of backstory, if you're unfamiliar with um, Leviticus, you know, they're talking about all these tribes have been set apart. The Levites were your spiritual leaders mm-hmm. of all of the tribes. And it was their job to to be that go-to person. And so God had already set this tribe apart. They didn't have jobs. Every A little bit of everyone else's money went into a pot for them, which kind of leads to even today why we why churches aren't charged tax to help, yeah. you know, to help and support those that help and support others. But um, there's a, a few things that were that were in that chapter that uh, while we're still on the subject, um, that quote that we both mentioned, Uzzah assumed that his hand was less polluted than the earth. Mm. And I had to take a moment and, and think to myself, how many times did I think that my solution to my my problems or whatever I'm facing yeah, while knowing what God has called me to is better. Yeah. And and that's like me asking God to see my intentions in doing something that one, he never asked me to do Mm -hmm. and two, that he commanded me to do in a different way. And that's, that's a hard truth to think about Mm -hmm. that. But even humans, even among the world of humans, intentions don't always make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> that no. sounds really harsh. It, well, it's hard for us to believe because we would love knowing. No, we know that God sees our heart, mm-hmm. and it is a hard reality to know that even when He sees our heart, that our substitution for what He what we've been called to or told to do or whatever it might be, it is. But it there's is that, still a consequence. There's still a consequence for it. And that takes me back to another quote that I mentioned when we were chit-chatting before, which was, um, it's kind of said a few chapters or a few pages before that, but God saw every quiet rebellion. And their decision not to do, not to carry the covenant, it it may not have been a loud rebellion. When we think, what I think of rebellion, I think of something 
super loud and in your face and all the things, but it was the quiet rebellion of thinking, this is a better way. God would surely love for me to do, this just makes way more sense to me. So I'm going to do that. Instead of of what he said, it was a quiet rebellion that led to Uzzah losing his life. And I think this book would be really great for anybody maybe rebuilding what they have deconstructed of what may have been a... uh, I don't want to use the word toxic loosely, but it could be toxic. It could be a misled faith. It could be yeah. a misbuilt faith. Like you, you were building your faith on the wrong things. It just feels like you're coming back to Christ. It, it feels like, like, you know how like honey can come like raw with the comb. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like to me. Like this I feels like, like gospel raw with the comb. Like yeah. you are getting it in its purest form. There's no fluff. There's no marketing. Yeah. Like, and, and I think that that's something so amazing that I told you what I felt was a theme of like the first half of the book mm-hmm. was the theme of your inner out. And I don't mean that in like, and I think that so many people approach Christianity just thinking of heaven and hell and eternity, which obviously is important, but I'm talking about just the core of what does your soul believe? Yeah. What have you decided to subscribe to? Mm-hmm. And, and the theme of being either in or out has really been sprinkled all throughout the book, but especially in the first part. And I thought the entire time about the idea of being lukewarm, which Jesus, when he preached on that, he was, he said like, I would like God will spit you out of his mouth. Yeah. Like I'd rather you be hot or cold. Like mm-hmm. I, the last thing I want you to be is lukewarm. And with that, I thought about when, when Jackie Hill Perry writes about the passage of scripture where even the demons believe. Yes. And it's really interesting that we call ourselves believers. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. And yes, we are believers, but like, okay. The demons knew scripture. They knew who God was. They knew who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. And they believed who he was. And so that tells me that in order to be in its purest form what it means to be a Christian, I've got to do a little bit more than believe. And that's not to get my salvation per se. Because the Bible also says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about the way of life that you subscribe to being a part of the kingdom of God because demons, I hope that this goes without saying are not Christians. <laughs> that sounded yeah. like the dumbest thing I'll ever say on this podcast yet. They believe. And so it's like, we're trying to get people by spreading the gospel to believe in God, but it's really got to penetrate way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And, if we can humble ourselves enough, one, to realize we've been doing this incorrectly, and then two, to change that line of thinking and thinking, okay, ha- can I be humble enough to examine myself and think, okay, has this belief led to change daily seen and pursued in my life? Yeah. Or, like JHP J. said, That part, oh my gosh, this part broke my heart. Getting enough of God every day to just make ourselves feel better. Enough. 
it's like this false sense of savior mm-hmm. that we give ourselves. And really deep down, if we think about it, we don't want God. Yeah. Because we still want to be our own little God. It's true. It's true. We don't we don't ever want to think like, oh, I don't, you know, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Mm-hmm. We don't ever want to think that we have um created an idol out of something in our life or that we un unrecognizably are idolizing something or someone in our life. Mm-hmm. But so often it can, that it happens. We totally and I, do. And I want to go back before we move on from something that you just said. It made me realize something that I underlined. Um, but it says when there's a storm, believe and it's talking about, you know, while they're on their ship. And when we say, we're talking about believing God. Um, but when there's a storm, believe God. When there is stillness, believe God. He's too holy to deceive, too holy to lead you anywhere but to truth. Um, And when God tells you to cast his cares on him, it's because he cares for you. And thinking for a moment, when we're talking about that belief, do we we truly believe God is who he says he is when we still prefer our our own ways and our own ourselves over him? And to think that that's important enough to God that he would say, I would rather you be all in or yeah. all out. All, yeah. And I think that this lukewarmness that we found here in this middle ground is probably where the big C church has really messed up with presenting the gospel to people. Mm-hmm. Because, and we talk, like, this is literally how Chosen Girl was founded with just the concept of, are, are we letting this truly into our soul again not a salvation issue but a life and loving issue it's hard yeah took the words out of my mouth for real but it's hard i mean it's it's death to yourself this is the exact opposite of what your body wants and what Mm -hmm. your brain is telling you yes this is what i need which really like that is it really is so humbling to think about how screwed up I am to where, like, this brain that I have in my head does not even know. Like, it, it can say to me, this is best for you. This is best for you. This is what you need. This is what you need. Mm-hmm. And it is so off base. Yeah. From the actual truth, mm-hmm. which is what sin is. Yeah. And that, that does not mean that you're supposed to go putting your hands in flames and all the crazy things. We're thankful for our brains. Yeah, we're not talking about but when neurodivergent it, things. like <laughs> Right. But when it comes to our faith, it don't make sense. No. Not to our brains, it doesn't. No. And I think about how important it is to align ourselves with the truth and to fully, like, take up our cross. Mm-hmm. And look at the truth of the Scripture. Like, even in the Proverbs, there's a way that seems right to a man that leads to death. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And... A man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I can have this way in my head that I'm like, this is right. I would bet my life on this that it's right. But if I don't align that with the Holy Spirit and the truth of God's word, it could not be the furthest thing from wrong. Right. Which is why I think it's so important to keep in step, like literally all the things that scripture teaches us about cultivating the fruit of the spirit, renewing our mind daily to be transformed into the image Mm -hmm. of, of God. Yeah. And I love what she said. This is so convicting. And it's like, are we trying to be like God? Like we Mm -hmm. were commanded to be, or are we just trying to to be be God? God? Yes. 
If that'll call you out. Yeah. That'll call you out. It'll call you up real quick. Um, there was um, and there's a whole chapter that talks about idolatry, mm-hmm. and I'm so there. I I underlined a lot in here. Yeah. Because it was just one. It was a lot to chew on because it hit a little too close to home. It really did. And um, one of the things in here was specifically on social media, and it just says, on the surface, the idol looks like social media. At the root, the idol is us. Yes. And I think so often we think we are accustomed to thinking of a golden calf um, and not thinking that the golden calf might actually be ourselves and how we want to we want to believe we want to do what makes us feel better over what we've been called to. And that's that's a hard truth to realize that you might that we might have done that and that we or yeah. have done that. I know I'm, I, I can't sit here and say that I'm not guilty of of wanting what I want far more than what I want what God has called me to or what he may want for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that this chapter kind of gets into um, is talking about how that those idols respond back with you or back, back to you. Yes. Please share that. Um, I'm flipping through, I'm flipping through trying to find it real quick, but essentially there was a, a portion here. It is um, a God with no life could not notice you in your room. Listen to the quiet suffering stuck in your chest and comprehend it as pain. An idol can't speak, so neither can it rebuke or comfort when the time calls for it. Mm. And it was that moment of realizing that that those idols, how false they are. It is a false sense of hope. It is a false sense of comfort in something that is controlled by human hands. Yeah. How if I can't help myself, how can something I create do anything for me. Right. And it's under, and it's realizing that. And I, it made me, it broke my heart for a moment to think that of all the things that, that I've put false hope in before I put my faith in Christ about it. Yeah. But I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, that, that was, I mean, well, even back to our conversation that we were talking about with like, who really is Lord in our life, even when it yeah. comes down to our own sin and how us brilliant humans have put like a measuring stick on sin. Mm-hmm. And like, if I lie, let's say I lie to you, Liz, I can go to you and say, which first of all, you probably know I was lying immediately. <laughs> be like, are you lying? Um, this has not happened from experience. <laughs> you guys, no. like literally I'm making this up, <laughs> pulling this out of my butt. Um, I'm like, Liz, I've lied to you. Will you forgive me for what I lied about? And you're like, of course I will. Just don't do it again mm-hmm. for a friendship, whatever. Well, then I feel better. I feel this sense of security because I've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, it's not that that I'm rejoicing because my slate has been wiped clean in the eyes of God. Yeah. I'm rejoicing because I feel comfort now yeah. in knowing that the person that I've trespassed against has forgiven me. Mm-hmm. So in that point, I've made me not getting, I've made my own peace my idol, my yeah. God. Where really the root of the issue is I need to be repenting as well, not only to my friend, but to God. Yeah. Because of this human condition that I have. I'm not saying that it was a bad idea to like get forgiveness from Liz. Because obviously that's what we're supposed to do. But I'm saying how many times in my life have there been little 
what you could call quiet offenses or yeah. quiet rebellions yeah. of sin that I've committed. And I only want to feel better mm-hmm. about that sin and not get to the root issue of that sin, which is my humanity that desperately needs God. That's hard work and it's heart work. Absolutely. And so there's two things in my experience that I make God in those moments. One, I make the people around me God because I want to mm-hmm. please them. Mm-hmm. And I've trespassed against them. And all that I want is for them to be okay with me. Mm-hmm. And that's my idol, is for them to be okay with me. But really, the second thing that I was going to say, where that goes deeper, is I'm the idol. Yeah. Because I'm uncomfortable with what I did. Uh-huh. And so it's not like I'm seeking reconciliation as a whole for my soul. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeking reconciliation to make me sleep a little bit better and not. Yeah. Yeah, there there was a thing in here, uh, another quote that said, we take what God called good and remove a letter. And how many, in those moments, it is, you're like, it's good. It is good to reconcile with a friend. And it is. But then, like you said. But what's your motive? Then you realize that you've taken good and removed a letter. You've made that an, like an idol to to feel good. Yes. To feel better about ourselves. Yes. And if I'm not seeking God, like God help my heart with this issue. Like God, I want to repent because I want to be more like you. Mm -hmm. Like what's your motive? You know, this reminds me of what I think I told this story. It's probably been maybe two or three seasons ago. So I'll tell it again. Um, uh, Thinking about in, in those moments of wanting, what are, what are we valuing more than, than another thing or more than what God has? I remember, um, I was in town in with my parents. It was 4th of July weekend. We were trying to get everything ready. And dad was cooking a bunch of food and all the things. And he had already sent me to the grocery store twice. <laughs> and we don't live that close to town. So it's not like it's like two minutes away. It's like it's if I'm going to town, it's going to take me at minimum 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. I'd already been twice. Sends me to the store again. And I just remember under my breath, I was like, God, like, man, why, why is he sending me to the store? Why can't we just get the list right? Like, I don't want to go to the store anymore. And it was one of those moments of like, why are you so angry? (laughs) And realizing that I valued my own time more than I valued my dad's. He's making this meal for all of us. He's home cooking for all. And I'm like, and I'm complaining about time that I had. I wasn't doing anything. Right. It was over something so little. And in that moment, I say all this kind of coming back to the, to the thought of how we making an idol out of something. It's, it's a reflection of where you put your value. Right. And what do you value most? Clearly, you know, in those, in that moment, I valued my thoughts, my opinions and my time way more than I did for my dad. What what, was I contributing to something? Nope. Yeah. I wasn't even doing anything. I think that's where we mess up a lot is uh, thinking too highly of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people would think like, what do you mean you're supposed to downcast yourself? Like that sounds like some kind of cult crap. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're given to the, but I'm like, okay. But when you've got a God who is good. Yes. Is goodness. Like he is goodness. He is love. He is light. Yes. Like, who sent his son to wreck... Like, that's the missing piece that so many people yeah. get mixed up is where I get, I get too busy thinking about, okay, yes, there was a way of doing things when Uzzah got killed 
and he was not in that line of doing things. Mm-hmm. He was also under law, which is he right. was living in the law times. And God loved us enough to where, I can't even remember what the quote about grace was, but she talks about grace for a minute in the book. And we think of grace as something that we give rather mm-hmm. than like who God is. Like God opened the door. Yeah. For grace to abound yeah. through Jesus. What a sight. Like, like it's not something that we decide to grant. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's what it so is in our finite mind. Right. But it was, like, not even a thing. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like he made it up. Yeah. <laughs> through Jesus, through what he did. Yeah. And, and, and I think that we forget that part of the equation... Or we only put that part of the equation and we forget to talk about how much we suck. And like going back to Lent, if you were here when we were celebrating that, like in order to need a Savior, we have to realize why we need a Savior and how horrible our human condition is. Mm -hmm. And I really, I feel like it's a fine line that I I teeter-totter on of like there's a message out there, even in mainstream Christian culture, of you matter, yeah. you have value, mm-hmm. you have gifts, mm-hmm. you are made special and unique and one of a kind, and you bring something to the table. All of those statements I think are true. Yeah. But I also think of putting those in the wrong context and um, or maybe putting the wrong type of focus on that. Hiding them in too high of a regard. Yeah. And taking it out of the context of even serving for a greater purpose of greater good Mm -hmm. for people, greater good for God's kingdom, all that it becomes about is us. And Mm -hmm. if if you know me, you know I'm a big proponent of self-care and mental health and taking care of yourself. But I also think that thinking too highly of yourself is quite opposite of self-care and healthy mental health. Even the way that God made us, when we serve others, when we help others, good chemicals are released in our brain. Uh And so it's also scientific. So I guess I'm just like going a long way about this, saying like it can be truly detrimental in our faith when we think too highly of ourselves. Yeah. Um back coming back again to us becoming our own our own god um and forgetting about the body of christ that you do have value and Mm -hmm. you do matter and you do have gifts but also you're gonna be able to accomplish so much more for such greater good uh if you're connected to a body oh yeah you know the the, a thought that just or i guess an image that just kind of came to mind is Imagine that there's there's this big celebrity and they're taking pictures of the celebrity. And it's almost like what we constantly try to do is inch our way into the frame of the photo to gain relevance and importance by being close. Yeah. And we and, and it's not a, it's not even about us. They didn't come to see me. Yeah. They came to see the king. Yeah. And it's like I'm not needed here, but but our flesh so yearns for what is already so freely given by Christ. Like who else, who other's attention 
validation is, is, is greater. Affirming. Yeah. It's like our, we, we crave it so and we crave it so much. And and also I think we try to replicate it and find it from other sources so frequently. The holiness of God is is so I'm like, how do you even put it to words? Like it, it we already mentioned, like it is literally everything. It is everything. It is the, the life that's here. It's the breath in our lungs. Yeah. It is our reason for being, for waking up, for going to sleep. And it is our call to to draw close to him. Everything is drawn to that that holiness. And sometimes we're, people are out here looking for other things to fill those holes, that God-shaped hole. And recognizing that it's not you and you're not enough. Right. It goes against our flesh. And we don't like that. Yeah. Because we are, we are told all the time, like, Girl, you do you, boo. <laughs> and, I know. But when I say that, I don't mean like you can't say that in the joking man in the joking manner. But I think that every day when we remind ourselves what it's all for and who it's all about, it gets us one step closer to to keeping our focus where it should yes, be. Absolutely. The reason for doing good, the reason for drawing nigh close closer to God, the reason for sharing His glory, pointing all things back to Him, the reason that we we make the tough decision to do what God called us to over what felt easy or what seemed right or what others told us to do. And that's still hard. It doesn't mean that we'll have a hundred percent success rate. And as a matter of fact, no one will. Right. But I really liked one of the overarching for this book, reminding us of how holy God is in his being, that there was none before, none after. He is the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, sovereign over all. Amen. And still loves us and has called us to him. Amen. And what a what a beautiful, great, and powerful call that is. And that's where I want to be. Yes. Right in his will, doing what he's called me to do. Not just, not because of the blessings that come from it, but simply because he's deserving and I recognize my unworthiness and unholiness. Yeah. Amen. That's just, yeah. Y'all need to read this book. So good. I think I think every Christian at some point needs to read this book, but you better be ready. Yes. And when I say that, I don't mean like, like get yourself ready. You've got to study up. Like, I'm just saying mentally. Yeah. Be in this book. You'll, I'm telling you right now, you'll, you'll want to mark it all up. And I can't wait to go back and re reread, re listen. I already, I called, as soon as I finished it, I called my brother and I said, I know you don't like to read, but you need this book. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I was like, I don't care. You can, I was like, you can have my audible subscription. I'll give you the login. I'll yes. get, I'll bring you the book. You can have both. Yeah. Whatever. I just know from our conversation that you, you need, I say you need this book, but this book is going to provide a new perspective. That's exactly what it does. And, and also it, for a moment, when you find good books and good things, I hope y'all share them. Yes. I'm like, we don't believe in gatekeeping good That's things right. like don't this. Do a good thing to yourself. And don't be afraid to just be like, I don't know if this is your thing, but I'm going to just throw it out there because I can't tell you how many good books that I've found because of comments like that. Someone was like, yeah, you'd like this. Read it. You know what this book reminded me of? It's a more um, advanced version of the Preachers and Sneakers book that I read. I don't think I haven't read that. That'd be a good book club read. That's an easy read, an easy listen. And it's basically just questioning, like, who do we think we are? Yeah. And who do we think God is? Mm-hmm. But he uses it per- from the perspective of his Instagram page that mm-hmm. that really causes a big ruckus on yeah. Instagram, which, 
I live for the drama of other people. <laughs> what can I say? But uh, the comment section on pre- preachers and sneakers with their Instagram is is so interesting. Talking about really, it gets down to the gospel and money and how we live our lives and who we think God is and how we represent Him. And I would almost say that that is like this book for beginners. Mm-hmm. And I, and I would encourage you guys to read that book. This book is like the doctoral college version <laughs> of yeah. that book, which was so needed and so good. And I have so much respect for Jackie Hill Perry. And if yes. ears that know her ever listen to this, please tell her thank you because this, this needed to be written and I'm very thankful she wrote it. I'm so thankful. This yeah. is so fun. Y'all, we've got more book news coming in. This just in. Our last episode's next week yes. of season eight. Don't worry. Isn't that crazy? You can't get rid of us that easy. Y'all been with us for four years. Wait, in June? Yeah. <gasps> what? Isn't that crazy? I know. You'll be in Africa on our birthday. I know. Oh, my god! I'll be listening from Senegal, y'all. I'm so glad that you'll be in Africa. Me too. It'll be I a hope good that time. was public knowledge. I'm sorry. I just said no, that. No, it's okay. Yeah, it is. Um, but y'all next week we have, y'all know the last week of the month, we always have a guest and it's not only last week of the month, it's the last week of the season. And so, um, we've got our friend, Miss Georgia Brown coming on our own personal ray of sunshine, author, speaker. Her first devotion is coming out July 18th and she's coming on to talk about it, to tell us all about it next week. So you do not want to miss it. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. If you don't already, it's at I am Georgia Brown. It's spelled just like it yeah. sounds. And um, then we're so excited for season nine because we, we're going to be getting in the hot tub. Yes, it's time for hot tub hot takes. Yes. So if y'all if y'all are listening and you would like to email us at info at thechosengirl.com or um, message us on our Instagram for any hot takes that you would like to be discussed in the hot tub, let us know. We're going to be talking about them. Yeah. Let's talk about hard things in a hot environment. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yes. But I we will wait. see y'all back next week. See you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.